So you were saying I have a nice radio voice, but then you aspire to my radio voice. Yeah, I definitely aspire to your radio voice because what I like about your radio voice is how it's one, it's clear, right? And like you articulate your words really well, but there's like a nice deep or like depth mm -hmm. to it that I'm like, I don't have. And you know, Hwasa from Mama Moo? Yeah. I'm like, wait, I want to kind of talk like her too, but it's, you know, obviously. Why do we always like end a, up talking about K pop on the podcast? I don't know, but like, I don't know. <laughs> she has a very low. raspy voice. Yeah, it's like very, a like, raspy, yeah. low, and like deep voice as well. And I'm like, I want to have that. So, this is the first episode of 2021. Mm -hmm, I know, Ooh. exciting. I, it feels like cliche to say it at this point that it's been a crazy year. And I hate hearing people mm -hmm. say it because I feel like it's obvious. But every yeah. time you start talking about it, the natural thing to say is, wow, it's been a weird year. Yeah. More like surreal is the best way to say it. Maybe not crazy, because I was talking to Shessa about it yesterday. Or I was like, maybe it's not a crazy year, but maybe it's just more like a very, like, it's just surreal because you're kind of like, is this really what's going on right now? And what's, mm -hmm. what's happening? with the you know the backdrop of everything going on and like the summary of 2020 we're okay like life is decent mm -hmm. you know it's not amazing but it's not down in the depths either yeah we've mm -hmm. been in a privileged kind of situation where number one as you all know from previous episodes of the podcast that we already worked from home mm -hmm. so it wasn't as big of a transition we also work in a digital field so it hasn't been so impactful because of brick and mortar restrictions mm -hmm. or anything like that. So we have been very lucky to not have too many things upheave our entire world. Mm -hmm. There have been opportunities that we've missed out on yeah. because of COVID, but it hasn't been to the same extent that like other people have been facing. Yeah, like um, the stats that are going on of like 21 million people like mm -hmm. losing their jobs and all that, all that sad stuff. Mm -hmm. In addition to like some of the more serious things that happened this year, like the start of the pandemic and the protests for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, because we're so online now, there've been a lot of like other things that have just happened okay. that I can't believe that happened this year. Mm -hmm. uh, like the Italian people singing out of their windows, yeah. singing uh, that happened this year. Mm -hmm. uh, John Krasinski's Good News, mm -hmm. some good news, do you remember that? Mm -hmm. That happened this year. I just, do you, is there anything that like, you're like, wow, that happened this year. Do you know Chloe Kim, the Olympic uh, snowboarder? She can sing. Oh, cool. I know. Like she's singing a, and snowboarding. Yeah, she's like a great singer. She was on The Masked Singer and I saw Oh, cool. Yeah, and she Oh my god. My favorite thing that happened this year. Sorry, Wendy Williams on The Masked Singer. It's so funny. <laughs> Have you seen that? I haven't seen her. Oh my god, okay. it's so funny. She's the lips. Okay, I will I will definitely go YouTube this later. Um, but yeah, Chloe Kim on The Masked Singer. Uh, I saw a snippet of it and then I was like, you can snowboard and you can sing. Like, this is an amazing year for mm -hmm. Chloe Kim and I'm so stoked for that. So today on the podcast, we're just going to have a quick overview on how Studio DBJ's 2020 has been and stuff that's kind of stood out to us in the year. We're also going to talk about manifesting intentions and what we think about the power of positive thinking. Hey, everybody. I'm Calvin. And I'm Jean. And this is 27, a podcast about growing up. So Jean, 2020, been a lot of inside time and a lot of self-improvement, self-reflection time. Mm -hmm. Has there been anything new that you've like gotten into or like a hobby that you've started because of quarantine? Mm -hmm. I tried to learn the ukulele. Oh, really? Have that, well, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And yeah. then you also got your karaoke. So you've been a musical, yeah. musical fan. A fiend. little musical. Yeah, you know, because I'm not the most musically talented person. 
but decided to learn the ukulele. I know two songs, which I think is somewhat an accomplishment, right? But I get them mixed up, so we it's basically one song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I need to try to do something, just like something else to either help give my brain a break or like just not like to also give my eyes a break I think was kind Mm. of the thing so then I decided that I want to try the ukulele because she also failed at the guitar so I was Mm. like if I can't do the guitar I will attempt this ukulele situation you know yeah Um, and you played cello in middle school so you have some like ability to I guess it's different though because you use tabs in in ukulele instead Mm -hmm. or and I wasn't the greatest at cello. Like, let's be real. Let's also, like, clarify that for anyone. Like, I was not the greatest at cello. I was, like, in it because we were in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, For me, I guess for anybody who doesn't know me, I play video games with a larger than average frequency. I really, like, sunk a lot of my time into three video games in particular this year, which was Animal Crossing, obviously, everybody. Splatoon 2, which is sort of an older game, but I, like, spent a lot of time just playing and then Persona 5. Uh, so I that was a game that's been on my radar for a long time. 90 hour game, finally finished it oh like maybe gosh. two weeks ago. It was so good. Uh, <laughs> another thing that I've gotten really into over quarantine is K-pop. So I'm a K-pop stan now. Ooh, my favorite exciting. group is ITZY, and that's, then it's Weki Meki, and then it's Twice. So I only funny. like girl groups. That is so funny. <laughs> I feel like the, the vibes that you like for those girl groups too make a lot of sense for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But like as a studio for Studio UBJ, it's been kind of a crazy year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of alluded to it at the start where uh, we've had some wins and we've had some losses this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, I'd say it was a bit of a win because we did better this year than we did last year, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. I think one of the really cool things that we did was we were able to collaborate with other artists a little bit more than we usually do. Mm-hmm. No, I think that was the most exciting thing because starting Studio DBJ, I I never wanted it to be a solo route. And I like don't believe in it being a solo route either because, you know, there's no there's no reason why it has to just be me. Like Studio DBJ was started so that everyone can be happy. And I think that's just kind of the major goal of everyone who works with us is like as long as you're happy doing what you mm-hmm. do like that's exactly what we want to have happen so being able to work with different artists so that they're happy with the work that is produced i think was the overall highlight of the year and you know the first one being able to take photos with andrew i don't know if that one is like a full collaboration but it was definitely like the first time to, like with me and you, Calvin, going in with someone else on on a project, which is like our studio photos. Um, right. And, yeah. And then having the full trust of Andrew in that was really great because I thought the photos came out really nice and it matched our it really helped us set the tone for our visual branding on the site and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially when you brought that donut box. Yeah, not that it's super solid now, Mm -hmm. but it definitely like that was a calcifying moment Mm -hmm. for a lot of the visual elements Mm -hmm. and the visual style that we carried into for 2020. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, working also, we worked with Kelsey for a bit too in animation Mm -hmm. stuff. Jed on the Planned Parenthood mural submission. Right. Yeah, Happy Monster. Probably the most wholesome one is with Joshrick on the right. ADLA mural where now he works mm-hmm. with us. And I thought that was just kind of like a, that was kind of like the key moment of like when magic happens because mm-hmm. we had three concepts that I thought were really great. 
that again, I would never be able to come up on my own. It was the moment also where when we were all working together, like each person kind of really set into what their strengths were. And so when you let everyone just kind of do what they're great at, which, you know, Josh was just great at putting things together and like illustrating the general concept and then me going in to refine, like the magic potion mixing is the best way to say it. And then when the final design was done and when we mocked it up, I remember our text to each other was just like, yo, yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of feedback is that? But like, yo, that was so good. Mm. So um, that those all made me very, very excited this year. Yeah, and then there were a couple of other people that we worked with as well, like Carnet, where we worked on a YouTube banner design. Marcelo has been doing um, a lot of great like development work with us and Vanya as art director for some pretty big projects that we've been really proud to win awards on. I know, super exciting, yeah. I, I think it's just great when everyone knows what they like and what their what their strengths are you know and mm -hmm. in an odd way it's like you stay in your lane but you don't at the same time but you make a freeway basically like each of the lanes have to pair next to each other and then you make a right, highway that's... yeah <laughs> you that's did it that's perfect <laughs> but yeah it wasn't all rosy this year there was a couple of like pretty disappointing i would say rejections mm -hmm. that we had gotten obviously like we understand where people are coming from mm -hmm. um but I guess one of the ones that, I wouldn't say it stung a lot, but it was just sort of like a aw, that would have been really cool. We were tapped on the shoulder from like a pretty large national company to do something that would have been like in front of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. When Jean when Jean was having that interview, I was literally having a conversation with somebody about like, oh, are you worried about COVID mm -hmm. for your upcoming trip to London, which, you know, got canceled. Mm -hmm. And, but like, I remember having that conversation and then um, as a result of COVID, the the team that we were talking to decided to work with somebody local was it in-house or local it was local okay yeah, yeah somebody more local to them um and we unfortunately aren't gonna get it but we made the connection so I we're really know, happy about yeah. that but it was so upsetting i know we didn't... it was so sad but it was like also a happy moment because of all the pre-work that we had done and this is something that i think i tell a lot of folks in portfolio reviews and when they ask me how to go to freelance or like you know when they want to start their own studio is like define your mission and who mm -hmm. you're advocating for because mr calvin really helped articulate the language for that he basically took like my intentions and turned it into the studio intentions and what the words for those were mm -hmm. and because of that we were able to have a very great like a more in-depth conversation with this person who was interviewing us for the for this project and she was totally stoked about us super excited was a huge supporter of pushing us in for mm -hmm. this client um and like again the only reason i think why we really didn't get it was because it would require for us to travel yeah and it was a really validating moment to mm -hmm. hear that like we were like they were they were so on board with what we were doing i was like oh that's so nice to hear yeah. that my copywriting was like resonating that jean's design was resonating mm -hmm. um and that our like collaboration was really cool for them just didn't yeah. pan out mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily the case for the second like major rejection <laughs> that we got uh we had actually yeah. talked about this um proposal process on our was it last or two just two episodes two, ago yeah two episodes ago on the um asking uh, for money episode yeah yeah, yeah. We didn't even get a rejection. We didn't even get like we just got ghosted, which I is know. unfortunate. We put spent but so much that was, time into it. I feel like you were more yeah. hurt from this than I was. I was because it it I felt like based on our past client work that it was 
a really, really good fit. Mm -hmm. um, we work with a couple of female-run businesses, and this was for a female-run business consulting course. Mm -hmm. So it felt like a good fit. Um, and it's unfortunate, yeah. but that's kind of what happens. We spent a lot of time on we that. We did. It was intense. <laughs> on that presentation. Yeah, it was intensive. It was great, though, um, because you know we were able to just for one me and you were able to figure out like what it means financially to collaborate with another person and how mm -hmm. does that you know how does that fit into the quoting process for us and mm -hmm. then just preparing a more formal rfp for folks was just really great um mm -hmm. so and and yeah. it, it looked great it's it's yeah. like our new template for oh, yeah. <laughs> for proposals oh and yeah stuff. Another big thing that happened in 2020, which I thought was funny, was our planning process. We had started to really implement a, I guess some, it's resembling a Gantt chart for like mm -hmm. our projects and payment for our projects mm -hmm. to kind of keep track of when we're getting paid, what we're getting paid, how many concurrent projects we have, and um, whether we're making enough per month. What we kind of got into the habit of doing probably around the middle of the year or like early April was we would put in, it would be nice to get this size and type of project for this quarter so that we can like reach our financial goals mm -hmm. and for the most part once we put them down we would at least at the very least get an inquiry or a referral for something that within that realm within that budget and we were like that's so weird <laughs> for the first the first couple of times i was like oh that's that's like kind of weird but yeah. cool and then by the time it happened maybe the third or fourth time in late summer we were like oh we're definitely manifesting this we're yeah. definitely like we're definitely influencing the universe or something. Yeah. <laughs> and that was super funny for us. Uh, and that kind of like was the spark for this conversation that we're going to have mm -hmm. on the rest of this podcast, which is talking about the idea of manifesting, mm -hmm. what it is, what it's not, and then kind of do we think it's a crock of shit? And <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. What was your first impression when I was like, we're, we're going to manifest this? And you're like, okay. Oh, no, I'm totally on board with that. Okay. So if you had said that to me in high school or me in middle school, I would have been like, oh, astrology is bullshit. <laughs> Science is the only true thing. But as I get older, I am like starting to not necessarily reject, but starting to be more open to alternative worldviews. Mm -hmm. Something that you learn a lot when you are like I, I was in STEM in college and something you learn a lot about stem is things break down like science breaks down at like different points and you know everything that you do is not necessarily truth it's just a lens to view things through mm -hmm. and there are things that fit within the lens there are things that don't fit within the lens and science is a really powerful tool because it has a specific process for determining things which is why people love it so much mm -hmm. but it still has its limits for understanding and determining things you know mm -hmm. like you can't use science to determine philo philosophical things mm -hmm. and i think that manifesting comes a lot from philosophy yeah. so i don't think it necessarily works and i don't think that you can use science to dismiss something like positive thinking yeah or like you know you're you're the way that your brain works is not always rooted in science mm -hmm. you know like emotions aren't scientific yeah so as i've gotten older that's been kind of integrating itself into the way that i think and the way that i approach my life mm -hmm. so i was totally on board when you said like let's start manifesting things um, and i'll talk about it a little bit more yeah. because um later in the in the schedule later in the run of show <laughs> i have a conversation about like why do we think it works mm -hmm. yeah i was totally on board mm -hmm. awesome i was like i hope this isn't so weird to kelvin so what it means to manifest something is to one is to like to be confident in what you're setting your intentions to basically you're not asking the universe for something you're telling the universe you're going to do something 
mm-hmm. right? Like you're not asking for it. You are telling them, like announcing to the world and to yourself that you are going to accomplish this task. And I think that's mm-hmm. what it really means to manifest something is to like to put in that like strong 110% determination into the action that you want to do. Uh, I agree with that. And I think there's two parts to manifesting. Number one is being resolute, I guess. I guess no, I think that's a good one. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That's a better way it's to like having it. the resolve mm-hmm. to do it. The other thing is having a plan mm-hmm. because not necessarily like, oh, I have this binder of like every step that I'm going to take, but just understanding what it takes to do something and that you understand that you have what it takes to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between having a dream and an aspiration that's like, oh, I want to be an astronaut or I want to compete in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a dream or an aspiration. And it's not necessarily a manifestation because there is a level of which you don't understand what you need to do to get there. It's mm-hmm. just something that you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And you can't summon the energy or you can't, you know, have the resolve to do something if you don't know what it takes to get there. So why do you think like it's been working for us and why do you, mm-hmm. what do you think it is about manifestation that like seems like when when you're doing it it's working mm-hmm. the first one i think is because you're like again like you're you're resolute with what you want to do and you're you don't realize you're setting a goal and it feels like it works because there's so many other smaller things that you do throughout your day or throughout the time frame that gets to that goal so when it finally happens it feels somewhat magical when we were like, we need to secure like an additional 2K each month of just a retainer or like general income coming in. That's something mm. we've been saying since March. What had made us be able to accomplish that goal at the very end was like throughout the whole year was like consistently DMing this person or this client in a positive manner of just like, I'm supporting you, I'm promoting you, how are you doing? And, you know, Mm -hmm. that and that's like one sense of those small actions that are really leading towards that manifestation. And then the second one is like producing the work that's going to align with that client. Um, And you're like, you know, we want to get more of this type of work. So we're just going to keep doing uh, or like promoting this type of work on our social feed or on, you know, my personal feed. And then just consistently doing that. And then, you know, consistently also upbringing other people because it's not a one man road. And all those small actions that don't feel like they lead to that one goal that you set for two additional 2K a month, it doesn't seem like it's a direct goal related to that, but it is, you know? Mm-hmm. It's those small goals that lead to the bigger accomplishment, and that's why manifesting something works. It, do- it feels like you're doing nothing, and then, you know, it feels like it just magically happens. Right, because when you carry the intention with you, whether you're being conscious about it or not, if you have the goal in mind, you will make, like Jean said, small steps towards it. You know, if you're thinking all the time about how you want to work with a big tech company, mm-hmm. slowly, like little things that you do will like kind of nudge you in that direction mm-hmm. because you're thinking about it so much. Yeah. There's a difference between taking steps and reaching milestones, mm-hmm. right? And that's what manifesting really is, is like there are milestones that you can set like you're going to start a business, you're going to get a big client, and then you're going to build a team. Those are milestones. Mm-hmm. But to get there are all these super, super small steps that overall make the goal much more accomplishable. I actually have a much more spiritual view about manifestation as opposed to your like sort of business and mm-hmm. pra- practical minded view. I have it in my notes as 
the law of attraction, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a lot of people say is, is bullshit. And I'm inclined to agree. I, if it is using a like spiritual universe sense of it, I think it's not necessarily true. And I think it's difficult to believe something like that. Mm -hmm. But the law of attraction basically is the idea that you attract the, you attract the energy that you put out. And I think that that's true. Not because of the universe or because of like the great spirit or God or something, but I think that that happens because it like reframes the way that you think mm -hmm. towards something. Um, I, I think that a lot of us have had situations where we might have had a friend who was depressed or been through depression ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when you have that mind frame that like you have no energy, you have no motivation, mm -hmm. things are bad. It's hard to see the good things and it just seems like the bad things keep coming. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I'm not saying that like, just feel better and then you'll be better, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's just true. Once you have a mindset kind of locked in, you'll keep seeing things that validate that mindset. Mm -hmm. I don't think of that as the universe. I just think of it as your brain is only paying attention to the thing that you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. no, that's, <laughs> so, that, that's 100 true. Cause there was one point when ZBJ was in its, you know, super baby stage and I was going through the phase of like, it sucks. It's not successful. <laughs> like, was this a bad idea? Like, what was I thinking? And then I was like, you know what? No, like happiness is a mindset and like positivity is a mindset. So instead of like being worried of like, I'm not going to get a project ne next month. It's like, no, we are going to get a project next month um, or we are going to meet this financial goal or like, yes, I am going to be happy doing Studio DBJ. And then mm -hmm. really, I think that's that played a huge role in the goals that you manifest, because even though you don't say everything out into the universe, if you're continuously manifesting negative thoughts and a negative goal for yourself or a negative predicament for yourself, you're going to attract that to you. And like how you said, where it's like, that's all your mind will see. I guess if you don't like the phrase law of attraction, which mm -hmm. I totally understand. Mm -hmm. um, something that I used to say to myself and that was told to me when I was an RA, which was also a very stressful and new situation for me, was fake it till you make it. Like, that's mm -hmm. the same thing. You know, you keep, you project what you want until it becomes the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> This like leans into owning the power of choice with the way I was set up at first, basically, like I was very at home and like, like, man, if I didn't have these responsibilities, I could be going out into living in my own apartment and like, you know, doing these things and like, this is what's holding me back and all that stuff. And then I realized like, no, like, honestly, no one forced me to stay at home and no one mm -hmm. made me get this job and no one made me do this. Like. I need to own those decisions or I need to own those choices in life. And it doesn't apply for everyone because some people are in situations where I'm like, I get it. It's it's not like you would never choose it and you wouldn't even say it's a choice for you. But mm -hmm. there's a certain degree where you can say, you know what, this is my choice. And so I'm going to use this to my advantage. Yeah, that, that was a big thing that I wanted to touch on, which is I, do, I know that there is a group of people that use this kind of argument to blame people for being in the situations that they're in. And I don't think that that's true. And I don't think that you can think your way out of poverty mm -hmm. or systemic racism or depression. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between attempting to manifest positivity and being delusional. Mm -hmm. And like that's on the individual person to determine uh, how much of what they're doing is possible and how much of what they're doing is not but I think that especially people of privilege and people in situations similar to ours 
there is definitely some amount of you getting in your own way. Mm -hmm. If you can get out of your own way, you can find the strength to get over those other problems mm -hmm. or like find ways around them or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the main thing. Yeah. It's really like the way you frame everything. It's like, okay. And you say like at first you were saying like those problems it's or like those obstacles, change it to opportunities. And I know it's not an easy thing to switch. It's no one's mm -hmm. saying it's like an easy thing. And this goes back to the whole asking for money again, which is it's a long game mindset. Mm -hmm. So you really need to be resolute with yourself first and understand like what are the things that are making you unhappy and what are the things that are making you happy? And then finally being okay with who you are as a person and being like okay these are the obstacles in my life right now i'm gonna make them opportunities and you're like what does that mean and so that's these are kind of like the mini steps again to getting to the first level of positive thinking and then getting mm -hmm. again to the courage of manifesting it's like so many things to being able to get to i guess like the true power of manifestation instead mm -hmm. of like what we see on ig or youtube or whatever of like I'm going to manifest getting a hot dog. Like, eh, not really, you know, but sure. Uh, there's this wonderful TikTok that I saw maybe a month or two ago. I saw the first day and then a little bit later, I guess a month later, I saw the last day. And what this, um, this person was doing on their TikTok was they said, I keep hearing from people that they told themselves they were hot until they believed it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try that day one yeah no, like, you were beautiful yeah and this person had so much trouble doing it mm -hmm. like they were in the, the they were like doing it in their camera and they were like this is i'm so uncomfortable doing this and i don't believe it mm -hmm. and she did it every day for a month maybe a month and a half and then you watch her at the last that last part of it and you realize that she did it she like feels a lot better about herself mm -hmm. and like she was able to kind of pull herself out of that yeah and there was an element of having other people keep her accountable like because she had to post something every day mm -hmm. but at the end of it, she was the person who was trying to change her mindset mm -hmm. in terms of seeing herself as worthy and seeing herself as, uh, I guess in her situation, seeing herself as hot. Yeah. Which, it, you know, sometimes that feels like a problem that you can't solve. Mm -hmm. But at the very least, you can stop yourself from, yeah. you know, getting in, getting in the way. Yeah. No, that's like, that's a perfect example because it's like, it's literally you versus yourself and the lens that you're seeing your life in, right? So like, mm -hmm. if she wasn't seeing herself as hot in the beginning, it's like, it's literally only her eyes, like no mm -hmm. one else's. And then the moment she started switching how her mindset was and how she's viewing herself, it's like, you're literally the same person, but now you, mm -hmm. be now you believe you're hot, which is mm -hmm. like exactly, you know, kind of the easiest way I guess to like understand or like seeing it come true. Another thing to add about manifesting is like, Writing it down, I think, is always helpful. You know, mm -hmm. there's something, and not writing it digitally either, um, or maybe digitally is fine. Like, I always write it in pencil too, but like writing it down somewhere because it makes it, again, feel more intentional. I think another thing to, to add on to that is that make it visible too. Mm -hmm. Don't just put it in a piece of paper and then toss it in the trash or mm -hmm. put it in a, a, a folder that you never open. Make it like your desktop background. Yeah. It is very effective in <laughs> reinforcing an idea. You know what I, I kind have of thought like, about? You, could, uh, you can tattoo it, like how your girl tattooed Batty onto herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so we talked about our, our DBJ goals and how we manifest DBJ things, basically. I'm like, for you personally, like what have you manifested or like what are things you would like to manifest in the future? So something that I was told a lot when I was in late high school and early college was that I was awkward. And that kind of became like something that people associated me with. And mm -hmm. I, 
I think maybe in my second or third year, I was like, I'm not awkward. And then I stopped being awkward. Like it's, people stopped seeing me as awkward. Mm-hmm. There was a period of time where I, people would say like, oh, Calvin, we love you. You're so awkward. I was like, I don't think I'm awkward. I think I'm just talking. I'm just, I think I'm just talking to I'm you. Like, I'm gonna go and like, you. <laughs> if you're, if you think this is awkward, that's on you. And I think I'm, I think I'm being a, a sparkling conversationalist. And I think that I am listening to you and like having a good time. So I'm not awkward. And then that just like, now I feel much more comfortable in social situations. Mm-hmm. And I, everybody says I'm a great public speaker. Like I, uh, people love, yeah. and Jean, like Jean and me talk on the podcast and I, I talk very eloquently and yeah. I talk very. You're not um, awkward at all. Like ever <laughs> since I've known you, you're not awkward at all. There was a period where I, I had like less confidence mm-hmm. in social situations. Mm-hmm. And then when I was an RA, it was just like, make it till you make it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might not feel like you're ready for this job, but you have the tools and you have common sense mm-hmm. so you can do it mm-hmm. and that's what i kept telling myself for the better part of two years and i feel a lot better mm-hmm. uh, and that's like i think that maybe one of the more major things that i've manifested is just like having a little bit more confidence at least public facing confidence mm-hmm. <laughs> there's still some stuff to work out inside you're but. like there's, yeah we're almost there you're like there's some things internally externally yeah, and it's a and it's a process right like yeah. it doesn't that was like seven years ago mm-hmm. and i'm still like on my like self-esteem journey but mm-hmm. it's definitely way better than it was mm-hmm. when i was in early college mm-hmm. speaking about the tiktok girl who wants to be hot i'm like i want to be hot uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you know same thing about like self-esteem journey in being a twin it's people naturally compare right mm-hmm. whether they intend to or not but that mindset has really been thrown in me basically like your girl really thought she was ugly right like mad ugly and it's because people were just all i don't know why they would do it it was in like middle school high school and i feel like we had this conversation in the car before when you're like dang school really sucked for you huh and i was like yeah i kind of (laughs) did where they would be like what would you what would you say if someone told you that like your sister's pretty they're prettier than you and i was like well if you didn't say it i wouldn't have that thought i don't know why you're (laughs) asking me that you know and then it was a certain point in college where I, I I was really scared of how to dress. And then a certain point in college, I was like, well, I'm ugly anyways. It doesn't matter what I wear because it's going to be ugly. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to wear whatever I want. But then I think that's what kind of set me into, you know what, production value. <laughs> like you could just start to like throw in whatever you want. Like you could start to buy whatever you want because like it doesn't really matter. It's only for you. And then I saw this funny thing about uh, Khloe Kardashian of like, Khloe wasn't ugly. She just wasn't rich. Right. And there's like, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I know That's there true. was like a photo of her before keeping up with the Kardashians. And then afterwards, I'm like, it is production value. Instead of being afraid of investing in this area in my life, like I am going to allow myself to invest in this area of my life to finally be the vision I had seen for myself when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And it's so fraught for like femme presenting people mm-hmm. that you are expected to be beautiful, but not care about it yeah. at all. Like it's supposed to be effortless. Yeah. But I mean, anybody, any literally anybody who is hot that you talk to works so hard for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it looks like they're a natural beauty, like they are working for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, there are other things that like are leading up to it now instead of just visually. It's like, oh, I want to be, I like, I like my personality at home a lot, right? I really like how candid I am. I think I'm really funny. And like, I burst into dance breaks very randomly at home. And I like enjoy yelling, which is also very funny. But when I'm 
public presenting, I'm like, I'm not that at all. A lot of people think I'm very reserved, which I can be reserved to a certain extent also at home. So the mm-hmm. thing, the next step of like manifesting on like, how do we get how she is at home and like her, I guess like her interest and in everything to be more public facing. So that it's not mm-hmm. just like you have to dig so deep to figure out what Gina is. It's like, no, this is how she, she is and what she enjoys. Which is also why I'm like, your girl also likes Hwasa. So like the images that I like are definitely you know, a Hwasa image, a Jesse image, like a very, I guess, not like Jesse, Jesse, not Jesse J. We're talking about Jesse, uh, a Korean K-pop Jesse. I know the Cardi B of K-pop. Yeah, dude, I love Jesse. Dear Lord, she is my fave. <laughs> There's definitely many steps in the whole self-esteem journey of getting there. On like, okay, first it's visually being happy with myself, and then like personality being happy with myself and like just overall mannerism yeah so that pretty much wraps up our conversation just to give a quick summary of everything that we talked about to manifest a goal or to manifest your intentions i guess the two most important things would be to have the resolve to do it like have the confidence and the resolve that you can do something and then to have some light plan like an idea of what needs to be done to accomplish your goal. And basically know that like in your life, not every solution is manifestation. There are just Mm -hmm. certain things that you can't manifest yourself, yourself out of, but it's more of you coming to terms with that in your own relationship to your environment or the people around you. But the things that like you're really determine or like resolute about doing in your life those are really the things that you can manifest yourself into and like for yourself in the future i guess a good litmus test is if the problem is personal professional emotional you could probably do something Mm -hmm. meaningful with like manifesting something Mm -hmm. but if it's societal Mm community-based or Um, social I guess not necessarily social as in interacting with people but social as in like your place in the world those are much harder to like will yourself out of Mm -hmm. so Studio DBJ does not believe that people are poor because it's their own fault like we don't believe that at Mm -hmm. all otherwise thank you all for listening to the podcast we really appreciate it every time that you tune into an episode Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts primarily and if you want to sign up for our newsletter uh, Gene and I put out a newsletter at the start of every month just kind of talking about you know updates with studio dbj some resources that we have and things that we're really excited about Mm -hmm. subscribe to the podcast and tune in for our next episode it's going to be about taking the leap and us taking the leap taking taking the leap (laughs) like yeah leaving leaving our old jobs and uh doing what we're doing now Mm -hmm. so it'll be very very illuminating awesome thank you so much everyone uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to say bye. I was waiting for you to say bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye.